Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Husky Fan Podcast. What a game. What a day. Jimmy the Gent. It's <laughs> been, I think we we shared only like a text or two since Saturday. Um, yeah. So it'll be good to get your perspective. But uh, yeah, tell me about, just tell me about the day. I know you were getting up really early to tailgate. How did all that go? Yeah, so it panned out. It was very early morning. I was a little worried about getting a spot. So, yeah, I mean, I woke up about 5.20, got on the road about 6.20 or so, got over to uh, Montlake, and the parking lot I thought I was going to get to was already full. I'm like, oh, shit, there's people who are already – the one lot I was hoping to get into was, you know, there was tents already out, people unpacked, full lot. So, checked E4 over by the golf driving range, and – there was plenty of room, so got it. Got a great spot. Great. There's a little more, a few more ducks in there that I was hoping for, but uh, they they were fine. But yeah, really long day, but uh, good good tailgate breakfast. Had a good good sized crew. It all came together. I was very busy though. I must say I was very busy before the game, so it was a little it was it was a little overwhelming. I'm I'm a little out of the uh, tailgate uh, drill, so but it it worked out very well. It feels like the older a person gets, the more of a chore it is to tailgate and go to the game. Yeah, I mean, I loaded up a griddle. I had two coolers. I had yeah, I had all the supplies. I was a little out of practice, but it came together. I must say, it came together. I was pleased, and you know. We made it a, a point to get to the stadium early. And but then it was like the game didn't start till twelve forty five. So we were there well before kick. We I think we waited almost an hour um before we got in. Or when we got in, it was still about an hour till kickoff. So anyway, didn't matter. Probably probably was good because it would have meant a few more cocktails, a few more pops. Had we stayed out in the parking lot, I don't know if that would have served anyone well. Yeah, my voice is still slightly hoarse from the game. To be honest. Yeah, mine is too, a little bit. Uh, the, yeah, the crowd. I mean, shout out to the students; they did a great job on College Game Day. You know, they they were tons of people camped out the night before. Um, it just, it looked like all the game day hosts just had an incredible time. You know, they all had great things to say. And then obviously the crowd, uh, clearly the best crowd that Husky stadium has had probably since 2000, you know, 2000 Miami. I know tech likes to mention 2000 Oregon state and some of those mm. games, Yeah, um, that was a good one. but yeah, I mean it, I, I think it, I think it surpassed 2016 Stanford. Okay. You but, did. Yeah, part of part of the issue is you really need um and I think the decibel reading thing that the they they had was a fake thing that was uh, mm. up up mm-hmm. on the board. But nevertheless, yeah, nevertheless, yeah, nevertheless someone tweeted that officially 129 was the highest reading. Um yeah, I, again, I'll say shout out to the student section because I got into the stadium fairly early, like over an hour, yeah. like an hour, 25 minutes before the game was to start. 
and uh, they were already there. Like it was already filled up. Yeah, I was uh, I was shocked to see the student section, how full it was when we arrived. Yeah, I was really surprised. And to your point about people sleeping uh, overnight, yeah, uh, the, the parking attendant said people were rolling in super early. So clearly there, the, the buzz was there, Chess. The buzz for the game was there. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. Yeah, what, one thing I like doing is the night before the game, just driving around the stadium you know i mm. i tweet some videos and photos sometimes yeah. and i i love all the the rv i don't know what the rule is about rvs camping out the night before but that'd be really cool like before the next big game to rent an rv yeah and, and just <laughs> i mean that would really i don't know what the cost is but i think that would you know to not have to worry about parking and getting to the stadium and oh yeah traffic and all that shit like if i mean it, for the next like huge game um that would be awesome. But uh, an- another thing, you know, because some people will say, you know, they'll tweet or post on a board. Oh, well, well you know, now the students, you know, no one's going to be there the next week. I don't agree with that because like during the Cal game, you know, the last home game we had, the students were really, I mean, they were really doing a great job. They were really Good. loud and really focused. And so I, I think we're going to have, I-, I I hope and I I think that this game could be an inflection point for fandom that maybe we can get some new fans locally. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. So I think it, it was all, it was all a great advertisement. Um, for the <laughs> well, do, university. You think, do you think 17 and two and 11 and oh at home under DeBoer, we'll get, we'll get some new fans in the seats. I mean, what's it going to take 11 yeah, well, and 0 at home. Well, the and, and the the good thing is we're you know we always complained about this a few years ago with, with Peterson he never leaned into promoting the program yeah and now right. we're you know we're and you know like we Jake Browning I mean he wasn't really he didn't really have the personality to be promoted you know we didn't we no. didn't promote Gaskin we could have promoted Eason um, sure but ne- I mean now we're we're leaning into the hype you know, the national attention and Penix. I mean, everybody loves this guy nationally. I mean, what, what a great, what an incredible story. And everybody can see like, this guy is a fucking amazing quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Just amazing. And I mean, that's, that's clear. I mean, the high that he, that's a Heisman moment, you know, you know, the defense, the defense makes that stop. And yeah, we had really good field position, but just two plays, like two plays in like 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, Well, there, there's two things that I do. I don't want to get lost because I do want to point out Giles Jackson's return. We'll dig into a little bit, but I, I want to make sure that he's noted on how crucial he was in this game early, obviously. Uh, and then lastly, everyone's talking about the Udunze winning touchdown catch, which clearly was amazing, but the pull catch in double coverage, Penix putting the ball up to basically give him an opportunity to make a play on the ball was insane. That catch was insane. Yeah. I, it I was. mean, it, it just, that was so massive. And you just, yeah, I, you knew, you knew after that catch, we're going to score and win the game. Yeah, I mean, I I felt good early that that was going to happen. 
when they got the ball back because I was not confident before that. I, I will be 100% transparent. I did not feel good about the last few minutes of the game. No, yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, sure, I'm sure there was a lot. I'm not alone in that respect. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, both coaching staffs had their issues. Uh, Washington had tackling issues defensively in a couple areas but you know people have to have to remember that this defense is banged we got key guys banged up uh, in respects yeah. to if you're comparing teams with injury yeah Tooley uh, only played 20 snaps I mean Devon yeah. Banks is out for the year yeah I mean that you know so gutsy performance I mean Oregon had what 500 and 40 total yards of offense, um, which, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. But if you get the victory, it, you kind of forget about it. Yeah. But even uh, with that, our yards per play was higher. So what, I mean, we, they're, they're very effective at what they do, but they're not that explosive of a team. Mm. And I mean, the decide, I think the two things that really decided the game, is, um, we're a more clutch team yeah uh, because because we have a better coach and we have a, yeah. a amazing quarterback like i'm 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 tired of bo nicks getting lumped in with penix like bo nicks is a very good college <laughs> quarterback he's not an nfl quarterback I no mean, through, and the, through the yeah. first the through the first you know nearly three quarters of the game you know and it was 29 18 i mean he had not he had barely he, he hadn't thrown like a pass downfield Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, I mean, he's a very good college quarterback, but he's, he's not even close to that level that Penix is at and that, that, and then fourth down, there were six fourth downs in the game and we won five of them. So I think those two things are the difference in the game. And, and nobody's talking about, I mean, at least Greg McElroy mentioned it, like all this attention about landing, but he mentioned, well, Washington had, you know, the ball on the one yard line and three tries to get in. And if they yeah. lost, you know, that would have been, you know, that would have been uh, talked about quite a bit. Well, it's unbelievable. It, I, it looked like Dylan Johnson scored there when they got that fourth and goal stop on us. It was so close. And then he kind of bobbled the ball too. I mean, I thought for sure he had scored there. Um, but obviously he didn't. And then the wildcat play was was just very challenging and <laughs> to watch because I just it's not a package I enjoy. I've never enjoyed the wildcat. But, you know, McMillan can do it, but I don't know you you wouldn't put McMillan in there on the one. And then to put Tybo in that position to run it was a little bit of a head scratcher just because of how well Dylan Johnson was running the ball all day. Um, I know that Johnson had had a couple cracks at it, and he might have been slightly gassed. But in those moments, yeah. man, yeah, on the the toss to the left. Well, there was, I don't, yeah, there was yeah. one play where someone showed it on Twitter where John Johnson he went left and missed the hole mm. on, to the right, so he took the wrong, he made the wrong yeah. read on one play, and then on the the one that was a toss that looked like it had a shot yeah. to get in. Uh, Westover didn't really make an effective block. Mm. So, like, if he had made a better block, then 
Johnson probably scores. But, you know, you have to, you know, all this after the fact about, you know, play sure. calling, play yeah. calling, and, oh, we should have kicked a field goal. It's about execution. I mean, we were the more yeah. clutch. We were the more clutch team. You know, we were the more clutch team last right. year and better at the end of the game. And this game, we controlled it for the first two and a half or, you know, nearly the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at the win probability chart and then, you know, Oregon surged ahead and, you know, looked like they were going to steal the game. They were one play away from doing that. And then, you know, and then we look, took control after that. I mean, I, the fourth and three call for Oregon to ice it and, you know, not getting it. I, I don't have a problem with that because I'm sure Lanning's like, I don't want to give the ball back to Penix, you know, and the game's on the line. And, you know, they had stopped him a few times. Like, how many times are you going to stop him? So, yeah, I mean, and, I, I've, and just to cut in for a second, and and the Huskies got down to the one yard line on the last drive. So it's like, oh, right. they had, you know, these people who are these analysts and commentators, oh, well, uh, their defense had done, did a really good job. Like, yeah, for like six plays. Yeah, for six <laughs> plays. And, you know, there, there was, you know, that late third, third, you know, third quarter when we threw it six straight times on two possessions, like oh, took no yeah. time off the clock. And apparently Penix was cramping at that time. I I I can appreciate the deep shot. I guess it was a backup corner on Odunze there. But for me in that situation, I just felt like let's get Dylan Johnson a run. I mean, look, we can nitpick, but I just really felt like, you know, if Grubb really was in tears at the end of the game, I mean, it might have been because he do like, that's that two series could have really been problematic, but uh, when you have Penix and you got elite receivers and you get Odunze in that position, at the, you know that. I mean, they knew that he wanted to go to him there. I mean, a, a, amazing grab, incredible picture that ESPN posted after that touchdown. But I mean, you know, just. When you have a game like that and it's a hated rival, and I was surrounded by ducks on both sides of me oh, when we were Jesus sitting. Christ. What section? The, the were left, you? Like, where, where were you in the stadium? We, we were uh, section 325, row 25, about the 20 yard line. I mean, I was pleased with, I mean, we had plenty of Huskies. We just happened to have like one row of ducks. The ones on the left were fine, the ones on the right were a little, were a little slightly douchey but fine <laughs> and you know after uh Oregon took the lead the, this one duck just stands up just bigger stronger faster and just starts losing his shit just going oh, crazy man. just you know losing his mind I would yeah man. oh man I would have almost like slugged the guy yeah I just that- yeah I, just, I I shrugged it off yeah you're better you're better behaved than me yeah there, there were a couple behind me and there was interestingly there was one um one woman um so it was a family but the woman was uh, a family of four the woman and husband with two sons and the uh the woman was the duck and so the two sons and the dad were uh you know they were uh, huskies 
<laughs> but I mean, she she was fine. But I, you know, when we were when we were doing really well, I was like yelling out, "You are this isn't Portland State anymore. You're not playing Colorado." <laughs> <I was laughs> well, yelling. I'll tell you this: the the Duck fans to the right of us, as soon as that game was over, they bolted immediately. There was no waiting around. They were out as fast as they possibly possibly could be. Um, in 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 test, you know, last year's game at Austin, this year at Husky Stadium, was I think like six or seven minutes left in both games. I think the win probability, or when Washington was down, Oregon's win probability was like in the ninety six and ninety four percent. And I think in this game, at, at one point, it was ninety eight percent Oregon win. When yeah, they were game. one. Yeah, they were one play away, basically. Yeah, so less than five percent in both games, and Washington snatches the victory. And you know, Nick, I, I, you know, the boards is actually game. We're built for this. I, you, you wonder is Nick's built for those really high pressure situations? No, no. I mean, you could, I just, you could tell, you could tell the last. They he had three incompletions right before the field goal, yeah. or was it two? I think it might have been two. I mean, the, yeah. The but the 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 last play, like he threw the ball away way too early. Yeah, he threw it way too early. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, what about again? We get another fake injury with Ferguson. Oh my god! What 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 on earth? Why? Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's two years in a row. Um, just that's Bush League ball, man. And I, I will give a shout out to the Honks. They, they did their post game was pretty good. I, I have to say, Softy was losing his mind. He, he was pretty juiced. Talk about a voice shot. He, he, he wasn't quite ready for that show after that game. He, he was, uh, <laughs> like you like to say, spent. I think we're all spent. Like after that game. Enjoying the the atmosphere, obviously, and watching all the fans rush the field. You, you know, you soak up those moments all you can, and then, you know, I got a bit of a drive home. So it was a long day, long Wait, day. Were, to say were you you were driving you were driving back uh, home, or yeah, yeah, just driving back home. So you know, it's a bit of a commute. So damn. So all the uh, way. It just, so it was a long it was a long day, but but but, but well worth it. But so, but you had the you had the juice to get the drive in. Uh, I had, yeah. I, was, I, well, I guess I, I, I mean, I guess it, you know, I guess it wasn't, you know, it was an after early afternoon game, so you're it's fine. It's still, still a long day. Yeah, I'll really say after, day. you know, four quarters of uh, screaming and yelling and stomping. You know, yet you, you got to let it all out. Gotta, yeah, gotta I, let I it was, all out there. I mean, I was spent with two minutes to go, even like before. Before we got the I, ball back, I was just like resigned myself to like you know I can't believe we're gonna lose this game. Well, you know what the other point too, I when when Oregon kicked out of bounds, I think it was late second quarter, if I recall, I thought for sure we were gonna get um, at least three points out of that drive. So clearly, was, we was did. that was that the one. Um, on the kickoff, the Oregon kicked the ball out of bounds. We got the is that ball the one at 35. When, is that the one Penix threw the pick? 
Yes. Yeah, that was the Phoenix Picks drive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got a I got a couple complaints, but I want to go back to Dylan Johnson before I forget. Okay, here's some. We'll just. Well, what? Here's here's one. Not a complaint, but just a funny observation. Do you recall like their play of the game? That what the time of the game? You know they 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 and here's your yeah, play of the yes, game yes. with like five minutes to go. I mean, like what a joke. You know, yeah, like, I, here's your. But it was just some like random touchdown we scored. I mean. It's a good. It's a good thing um, that there wasn't a sponsor attached to that video. I mean, I'm surprised. <laughs> Usually there is, but it's like, yeah. here's our play of the game. Like the, you know, the Huskies are about to lose, but here's a. And there was no. The crowd just completely ignored it. But it's funny 100%. because you know, our play of the game, like, you know, you you did it. You 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 guys, you did it way too early. Way too you know, early. The, ga- the game's not over. Like that's. What other and then I don't, and then my other complaint was playing Purple Rain at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, you, know, like you, you got to play some. You got to get people jacked up. You know, not put them to I, sleep. Like, okay, if if we're ahead by twenty four points, then you could play that going into the fourth I, quarter. That but is, as we're losing, we're losing momentum heading into the fourth quarter, and you put that song. It just no, okay, you you didn't that you 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 ever came up with that? You failed. Like wrong timing. Truly bizarre. I mean, at the, Reed, okay, at the very yeah. end of the game, absolutely perfect. But sure, you know. no, in the games and you know, in flux, in the balance, in the into the fourth quarter, and you're playing a slow kind of slow tune. Yeah, yeah. It made it made no sense. Truly strange. Yeah, I I agree with you. You gotta you gotta know what's going on at the moment, and and that song made no sense whatsoever yeah but to get back to dylan johnson so yeah i watched most of the game he's really good he's really good i mean okay bucky irving's outstanding i mean that guy that guy he's probably an all-american i i think i think pff said he broke 22 tackles jeez i mean to get james is good too yeah i mean to get an idea of just you know how good of a game this was or how well played it was on both sides so so that last before i go back to Dylan johnson so that last series or the second to last series where we stopped them on fourth down so second down um bucky irving there's like two guys there in perfect position to tackle him you know probably for a lot you know a loss of one or no gain and so he somehow eludes both those guys breaks another two tackles you know, and then he gets tack finally tackled by two guys after a seven or eight yard gain. Like that, that run almost got them a first down. It could have won the game. And then, I mean, at that point, you know, I think they had what second and you know, probably second and two at that point. You know, they're really close. Their win probability was probably at its peak after that incredible run by Bucky mm-hmm. Irving. Then the next play, MJ Alley blows the guy up, shoots the gap, TFL. Uh, you know, third and two. I mean, just fucking huge play to make it a TFL to make it fourth and four. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, they're running, you know, they're Knicks is rolling out and, uh, you know, and a receiver has an easy play where he's just going to curl to the left, you know, and he's probably going to be open. And yeah. you know, what uh, Herb street mentioned on the broadcast was Mish Powell, his positioning like he had he prevented that receiver from getting outside leverage and totally 
you know, fucked up the play basically. <laughs> so he, 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 so I mean, just like those three plays, um, you know, and then you can go to the pole catch that you were, you know, that you were referencing. Well, um, so it just, I mean, how it just shows like how the, how well played the game was by, uh, you know, by both teams. But, but I like that it, it wasn't our stars that made those plays on defense, you know, MJ, Certainly. you know, cause you're thinking, okay, who's going to come up with the big TFL in the moment? Like you're probably thinking Trice, you know, maybe Thule, maybe ZTF, you know, it's MJ alley. And then on the back end, you know, Powell, um, you know, helps, or, you know, basically did fuck up that, you know, their fourth down play. So, um, but yeah, but Dylan Johnson, he's no longer a role guy. I mean, he, oh, no. I don't want I mean, maybe he'll, you know, become a star. I don't know what the threshold is, but I, yeah, he had 20 carries for a hundred yards, but watching, um, he, he made a lot of guys miss. I mean, he, 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 he broke, you, you a, lot, argue, he broke, he broke a lot argue of tackles he too. Had five he should have had five to probably five to seven more carries yeah and it, no you're right and to get back to you know to get to get back to what you were saying before you know those two terrible drives if you watch all of our possession kind of in the second quarter and the third quarter you know up to that point and i mean the points where we were really gaining control of the game in the second quarter late into the third we were running the ball a lot i mean i i, I should go back and look at the play sheet but just watching it when I was rewatching it, you know, in that middle point of the game, like it was surprising to me, like how much we were running the ball and we were running really well. And then Dylan we're Johnson, was, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was getting five yards, seven yards, six yards, you know, if it was a bad run, maybe he got two or three, he wasn't getting yep. tackled in the backfield. And, you know, though, just, you add that element to our offense. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, like to, to go back to, you know, you're up by 11, we get the stop, we have shitty field position, we're on the 10 yard line. Why don't we at least try and get some more field position at that point? Yeah. You know, run a little clock, then, you know, take a shot if it's there. I mean, I know that, Ro I mean, apparently Rome had a step on that play. So, I mean, what, you know, you could it would say it was possible, but Penix overthrew him. Yeah, but still, I mean, Penix is hurting at that point. We have a lead. We've been running the ball really well. We don't have good field position. You know, so it's great to be aggressive, but, you know, sometimes it has to be calculated. And think about last year's game. You know, DeBoer didn't go for it all the time. He was kicking field goals. He knew mm -hmm. that we could not afford to not get points, you know, because we had our defense or their offense was such a mismatch for our defense in that game. And so he took field goals early in that game um so yeah i just yeah i think we're just a tad too aggressive um at that point of the game and given you know bad field position panics is kind of hurting yeah. dylan johnson is dylan johnson is running very well we're running the ball very Trucking. well yeah yeah um and, and to your point to buck here i mean that could be part of you know some of the tackling issues that you notices that but he's also just really good and he is really tough to bring down he runs hard every time and you know it, i think jordan james ran in that late touchdown to take the lead and he ran over i think like six or seven dudes i mean some of that was tough to watch i mean we were definitely getting exposed up the middle um but the combination of 
hanging in there and then making the big play when it counted. I mean, that's what we were talking about with this defense last year. That they just it's a, it's a winning it's and, a it's a winning defense. Yeah. I know yeah, they, it sounds they, cheesy. I don't know how to, you know, because the ghost of Dennis DeYoung was explaining this to me, but um yeah, I don't I, I can't describe it accurately, but you, you have to we have to people should notice that with it. It is a clutch defense. Yeah. I mean, in in they they ha- we have they are sorely lacking though another corner outside of Muhammad. I mean, Thaddeus Dixon didn't get his hands on Troy Franklin Franklin for that big touchdown and you know Dom Hansen couldn't get over to the ball. Thaddeus had some missed tackles as well. I, he had Bucky's leg and I think he converted a first down and I mean he just couldn't onto his leg i know bucky's super slippery and he runs so he's so shifty and he runs with power uh but uh there was a, just a few times yeah dixon did did not have his best game eliza jackson obviously had that unsportsmanlike conduct was that when we were, was that when we were ahead seven zero yes that was what they scored yeah. on that drive uh you know got the eight points um yeah they, you, you i mean you can't I mean that was terrible. You cannot do that when yeah, you're just when yeah. you're facing an offense that can really score. Yeah, you just can't have those plays. Um, so, I, but I just I don't think they have. Well, what about is Caleb Presley allegedly suiting up or healthy or do we know anything about his situation? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, they need they need corner help. And uh, we we can't take any more injuries. That's for sure. And ZTF, does ZTF look a little light to you? He looks a little slight out there. Yeah, I mean, I saw him at picture day, and I was like, man, you're lean. He looked really lean. I wonder if he just – he might need to put on some weight. He looks a little slight out there on the edge. Yeah, I need to go back and watch – specifically watch you know the lines yeah i mean i i spent some time watching i mean trice got double teamed a handful of times uh i i know oregon fans were complaining that uh we were holding and there were some uncalled play. i mean there was a number of instances where oregon's o-line was holding oh yeah there was one where a guy got through and the the oregon guy was you just know hooked holding. just blatant yeah exactly blatant and early, I mean, Giles had some big catches early in the game. I just, man, I mean, how, how key was his return? Okay, yeah, it's one of the things I tweeted. Um, mi- missing Jalen McMillan, um, it hurts the ceiling of this offense. Yeah. Like, if we can get a healthy Jalen McMillan back, then our offenses will be better than what we've seen the last couple weeks because he's Penix's security blanket. And I mean, yeah. if we get him back, you know, you'll see our offense at its best. Uh, but well, Giles, I'm ja- but, yeah. But, Gi- yeah, but Giles Jackson did. He, he you know, might have done like eighty-five percent of what maybe Jalen could have done. And ja- I mean, Giles Jackson, I mean, he had a couple of huge catches in that yeah. game. Like with without him, we don't we don't win that game. So you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he definitely was stood key. out to me. 
And he looked so confident. His hands looked fantastic. Um, it's like it's like just plug a guy in. He's ready to roll. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what um, you know. Basically, I, I think we threw to Dylan Johnson like once or twice, but you know, other than one pass to Culp where we got a penalty, I, I can't remember like anything to the back. Well, the it was just. The Westover uh, two point conversion was about it. Oh, and yeah, the bulk right. PI. Yeah, I, I was surprised. We 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 didn't utilize it. We, tight ends didn't get much attention. We didn't see any Cuevas. Yeah, uh, Tybo gets one carry the entire game, and it's on the goal line with the game in flux. Mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, I I was trying to find the tweet because I've been you know liking too many tweets. But uh, Grubb said that Penix wanted to sneak it at the goal mm. line, but that um, uh, but that he was hurt, and there was more. Um, I should write this shit down. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. There's something about McMillan. Let's see if I can find this. Why don't you? Uh, well, I can pontificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, pon- please, got, pon- uh, please pontificate. Here. You already got Duck fans claiming a rematch in the Pac-12 championship, and that they're going to win. They'll get they'll get them back in that game. Okay, there there's some football left to be played for both teams. Um, I I that's a lot of confidence. I mean, they got to get Nick's has to beat the Beavs, which he hasn't had a, done a good job in doing. So, I mean, in my opinion, I think we got to just pump. Everyone's got to pump the brakes on a rematch in the Pac-12 championship. Is it likely? Yeah, there's good likelihood of it. But there's still some big games for both teams um, down the stretch to make that a reality. I mean, at Oregon State for this team is going to be a very challenging football game. There, there's if you want to talk about the high probability, not high probability, or the highest probability of losing the rest of the way, that game, you know, sticks out like a sore thumb to me. That will be just interject. So Grubb said, um, Penix wanted to sneak it on fourth and goal, but Grubb didn't feel comfortable given Penix's legitimate cramping issues. And then in regards to the cramping, he said they were pulling IVs out as he was going on the field. Seconds before. Wow. Wow. Okay, because people, you know, there was people talking about a rib injury, and then people are saying, well, the cramping is, is BS. Like, it, it sounded like it was cramping, so it was cramping. Do you feel like yeah. it was cramping, or it was something else? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I'm not a doctor. Well, I mean, did I, I like I said, I I I didn't record the game, so I couldn't watch. I couldn't get a good look at them because I'm, I'm watching the 60 minute replay. Obviously, they're not showing every moment, so I wasn't able to see like was there a specific hit that he took and then he was injured after that, or if it was just strictly the cramping issue. So either way. I mean, they don't Pen- sneak Penix, 
Penix wasn't injured outside of cramping. As for now, he's great. Okay. Well, the sneak play, I mean, fine. I just feel like, you know, put Westy back there in an I formation with Dylan Johnson. Or I mean, I meant I mentioned this uh when me me and Tech did a spaces last night. There was a great play we ran against Miami in two thousand where we were on the one yard line and we gave it to Conniff. But Conniff there was a guy who mo like Jeremy Stevens Tui like signaled for him to motion. He was like on the end of the line. And so he just took a couple steps and then, you know, they snapped it and Conniff went in, uh, you know, right behind Stevens, you know, who was, who was behind one of the guards, probably Chad Ward. And Stevens just blew up somebody, I think. So I, I like to, I mean, I'm sure they have a play like that. I would hope, you know, we, we complained about grubs play calling, inside the five inside the 10 last year and uh i just you know, i had a bad i had a bad sorry to interrupt i had a bad feeling when um dylan the dylan i said to andrew you know when it got i said this is shades of chris polk against notre dame where it looks like the guy's like a, a yard mm-hmm. deep, deep into the end zone and it gets well it wasn't it that back. egregious i mean he did he did fumble the ball yeah or you know, bobbled it. But they were saying down. on the they were saying on the broadcast he fumbled it, but he recovered the fumble, and then it might have been a touchdown. It was close with how he recovered it. It was close. It was definitely I just, close. I just think you got to you you got to sneak it at that point. Yeah, yeah. There's probably because you're, you're because you're you're I mean you're that close. Can you do the rugby push like they do with Jalen Hurts? Yes, can you do yes, it? yeah, you can. It's What's wrong with that, that play? What's wrong with that play right there in that situation? Yeah, well, the, the problem was Penix, I guess, was too hurt to sneak it. But they, they got to well, have a – they got to – I mean, they got to they gotta have a play like that because, it, it you know, that could have cost us the game. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. That would have been very difficult to swallow at that point. Like, you know, you're – you get four cracks at the one. You can't pop pop it in. Yeah, that yeah, that and would. To, and to to go back to the and, and landing is getting way too much attention. It just it pisses me off on all these analysts and podcasts and you know talking about these plays. But I I do I did hear one good point where Joel Klatt was saying the reason you kick the field goal before halftime is because you don't get the benefit of if you miss it you know you have a huge field position benefit well what was shocking to me on that too is that they're getting the ball at the second half you kick a field goal there and then you're getting the ball to start the second half i mean you're talking about a huge point swing there um you know that's a 10 point swing assume i mean obviously you got to score you know in the second half but yeah i mean that i was shocked but yeah, go, going back to that, our two, our two bad series. I mean, the ideal thing would not be to do a bomb and score fast, because if 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 we score in one minute, it's uh, what would it be, thirty six to eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. So you're ahead by you're ahead by eighteen points, but there's still you know nine, eighteen, nineteen minutes left in the game. 
there's yep. still there's still plenty of I mean plenty of time. All Oregon needs to do is score and make a stop, and yep. they're right back in it. And there's plenty of time for them to do that. So, and given how well we were running, given where where we are on the field, ideally you would like to have a like a uh, a, a drive that would take time off the clock and you score. Like Absolutely. ideally, you ideally you run the ball, you mix in some passing here and there. You run the ball, you know, you take five, six minutes off the clock, and you know you score, and then there's eleven minutes left in the game. That's yeah, like, you just okay. keep putting pressure on Oregon, right? You got to keep putting them, yeah. you know, squeezing the clock, squeezing the time left in the game, and uh, putting the pre- you know shortening the game. Yeah, with, yeah, with and the lead. yeah, and it and it's not like we were only. It, it, we were running only running for two or three yards. Like we were running a lot up to that point, a lot more than we usually yeah. do. And we, we were getting five yards of carry. Yeah. Effective. Very effective. Uh, running. So, I mean, yeah, but I, I, it just, you hope they look at this, the, you know, these, I'm sure they're analyzing all of it. I mean, you, you'd have to be, um, and, and you know it's funny too. It's just crazy to think after a game like this, it's like, can we have a breather? Do we? Do they really have to play a game next week? I'm ready for another bye week. <laughs> give, give these guys some some breath, but uh, obviously that's not how it works. Uh, it's good we're playing. Yeah, it's good we're playing Arizona State. Is it? At, yeah, at home. 7:30 kick, correct? Yeah, and then we yeah, and then we play at Stanford. So the schedule sets up well. And USC is a mess. I mean, well, we'll have to see how they are in the next 2 weeks, but I think they have collapse potential. They have there's serious problems. And and they're just a sl- like they're they're not a good team. They're sloppy, they're not they're, not, they're not physical. Their defense is just horrifying. Everything is on Caleb Williams to run throw do everything they something doesn't seem right riley doesn't seem right on the sideline they just seem like such a desperate football team something's just there's there's a lot of issues going on there so yeah um, that i mean that game unless there's a huge you know they make some kind of huge turnaround that game or they get looking, rid of grinch well i don't think that's gonna they're not gonna suddenly get toughness or no, it's it's a it's a Riley problem. I mean, when you're sloppy and just you're weak, you know, not tough on both sides of the ball. That's that's not a yeah. defensive coordinator problem. But anyway, I want to go back to what you said about Oregon State because we were debating this last night, like which is the toughest game left, and um, I think it's either Utah or Oregon State. But I think yeah, it could potentially be. I'm leaning more towards. Oregon State at this point, because of the fact that it's after Utah and Utah is, you know, we know it's it's going to be a physical game. You know, they want it to be a yeah. fight. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you have, you know, for us, we have US, uh, you know, USC, you get home, you play Utah, and then you have at Oregon State. And so I think the impact of playing Utah potentially, and then you have to go on the road. That's what scares me about Oregon state. And also they're a much better team at home than they are on the road. Yeah. 
But I will say this: their de- their defense is not what it was last year. So that's that's a team. If we need to, you know, we can score over forty points on, you know, provided there's no bizarre weather or shit like that. Sure. But I mean, it is it, it it can be a very tough place to play. I mean, remember, you know, one of those great. I think in two thousand four USC, like they only almost lost. There was like a huge, there was like a huge fog storm or something, and USC you know, almost like, lost there last year. Yeah, but I mean. Back in 2004, you know, when they oh, had you're that national... talking about weather, yeah, then they had that net. You don't remember, like, they had that national championship team, and they oh, right, they played Oregon State, who wasn't that great, or maybe they were average. And the, it was a night game in Corvallis, and it was just super foggy. Oh, I think I vaguely do have the memory of that, actually. So, yeah, that that's like you know, that's the kind of shit that, and then after playing Utah. That's what scares me about going on the road to play Oregon State. Yeah, I mean, at USC, I mean, it's still USC. You're on the road, but I, I the game doesn't feel as daunting as it once did. Um, and I feel like with, you know, Utah, right? I mean, their defense is solid. They're bruisers. They're going to. I don't think Cam Rising will be. I don't think he's going to play this yeah, year. He, he, even if he comes back, how how effective I, is he going I, to be? It seems minimal. It really seems minimal. So I mean, I feel like Utah is going to be you know a physical game as you had mentioned. They got to come back to play Oregon State. <clears throat> yeah, that that stretch is definitely um, has me nervous. Yeah, hopefully, uh, and, hopefully, hopefully, USC is. Hopefully, they play like they're playing the last couple of weeks. You know, then that will not be. You know, that could be a game we win in a blowout. But I mentioned this too. We this team has won thirteen in a row. <laughs> if you're, if you're talking about you know going to the Pac-12 championship, playing in the playoff. I mean, you're talking about historical win streak yeah right because i mean you if you go undefeated into oregon state what is that three three more games four so you're talking about 17 wins in a row going into oregon state is that right arizona state stanford usc so three games 16 16 16 game win streak going into oregon state and I, I know Wazoo looks horrible, but I think they also caught Arizona at their peak. Arizona was due for a, a game like this. Well, by the way, how great is it that we got Arizona out of the way? Oh, huge. No, I, we got them at the right that's time. A, I mean, that's a scary-looking team right now. No, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. I, I think people are overlooking their talent offensively. Um, their defense yeah. is obviously, you know, they, yeah, they, they got some good players, even beyond yeah. the two receivers. Like they got some good players. Well, and fish, running fish back is a, and, and fish is a good coach. Yeah. So, I mean, that game was, was crucial to get out of the way. And that was on the road. I mean, now that looks like a really solid win and in, in Arizona should have beat USC. 
you know, they're running out of lives. You see that you know, not yeah. surprising. They got pancaked by Notre Dame, but, <clears throat> but you, if USC, so they play Utah at home, which is going to be a very interesting game. If they beat that, you know, then they have Cal on the road before they play us. I, I mean, I, I think, I think they're going to lose to Cal. I've been saying it before Utah? the season. I mean, uh, USC. USC. I mean, I have a, I have a main oh. pressure on Will Cox, so I, I think they're <laughs> going to lose that game to Cal. That's very possible. It's at Cal. They only beat Cal by a touchdown last year. You know, Cal's been playing them tough in recent years, so we'll but see. Here's I mean, the... USC could really, they could, if they lose to Utah, like they could, it could be, they could be sliding into that game against us. And you know, everyone's talking about to me, Oregon, Washington. Think of this. Say you know we we get by Oregon State, Oregon State beats Oregon, and that's their. Own, I mean, Oregon State could find themselves playing us in the championship. Yeah, if they beat Oregon, it's very possible. Yeah, well, if we because if we beat Oregon, uh, or I'm I'm sorry, we beat Oregon State. Oregon State has two losses. If Oregon State beats Oregon, they have two losses assuming that Oregon State wins the rest of their games. Um, you're you're looking at a beaver dog rematch in the Pac-12 championship. Uh yeah, one thing for or like well there's just a couple thoughts a couple thoughts on that. I mean I got the schedule here in front of me. So Oregon State has one loss, but they have to play Arizona at Arizona this week. Ooh. Ooh. And then they then they play Colorado and Stanford. So this is a huge this is a huge game for Oregon State. Wow, is that I don't, a day I, I don't, game I don't or know. Game? Probably a night game because it's Arizona. I, I I would take Arizona. I I would lean Arizona at this time too. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a home, it's a home game for them. I mean their their crowd. They just played two road games. Their crowd is going to be jacked. Who does Arizona play Oregon? No, no, they don't. Unbelievable. Or, or Oregon got lucky with that. What does Oregon have left on the schedule? They have at Wazoo. I'll tell you um, just a sec. Just one more comment on Arizona yeah. first. If they didn't yeah. lose to USC, this is this is if they didn't lose to USC, then they could have been a factor in the uh in the race. But they um, you know, because they miss Oregon, which is good. Or, here's Oregon's schedule. So they have Wazoo at home at Utah, Cal at home, USC at home, uh, ASU, and then Beavs at home. So the Utah-Oregon game, that's going to be very interesting. And that's at Utah, right? Yes. Oof. That's that's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I mean, if, if Utah has – so they only have one conference loss. I mean, they have at USC and then Oregon at home. The, the problem there for Oregon at Utah is that, you know, they're going to be really reliant on the run game. And if Utah can snuff out that run game and keep that game close, that's like you said, Oregon might be the complete team, but Washington's the elite team. We have a, a, elite players. That's what's going to give Utah trouble, right? Is that we have an elite quarterback, elite yeah. receivers. And in or Oregon, everything with them, it's all on the run game. Like the run Correct. game sets everything. And like Troy Franklin's really good, and Bucky Irving's really good. But that's basically it. 
from yes. their offense. Well, Jordan yeah, James I, is pretty solid. The back, right? I mean, I, but they only have one elite big time receiver. I mean, I know the other guys are decent, but yeah, Franklin's so if, by far the best player. Yeah. So if and if if they can't run the ball, then that really messes up their offense. And yeah, Utah Utah has the best defense in the league. So yeah, so that offense, Oregon's offense, is probably not the best matchup for Utah, right? Because if they're going to be stout on on the run, Franklin being their best wide receiver, I'll clarify. Ferguson's a nice tight end. That Herbert, Justin Herbert, seems okay, but from an elite perspective, uh, skill guys. I mean, it's Franklin, and and then yeah, it's it's a pretty far gap, I think, after Franklin. Yeah. Ferguson's yeah. a good actor. I, I, yeah. I don't think, yeah. Um, yeah. But you, yeah. And what's, what's also interesting is, um, you know, if we run the table and beat all these teams, like that's, that's going to help Oregon. Like if we beat Utah, if we beat Oregon state, then that's two losses for Oregon state, two losses for Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, um, and uh yeah so i mean it'll it'll well, clarify well oregon state has to beat arizona cuz if they yeah, if yeah. they lose arizona and they lose to us they got three losses right so you know oregon would have to lose to utah oregon state's got to beat oregon anyway we're we're getting down the rabbit hole right but here's <laughs> you know cuz i've been thinking i've been thinking okay what um what you know what happens if we're 12 and 0 and then we lose in the Pac-12 championship to Oregon you know and they they you know they're 12 and 1 you know I looked the ESPN odds before last week said we would we have a 56% chance to get in but here's mm-hmm. the thing Jimmy if Oregon loses again and we run the table then even if we lose the conference championship game we're still probably going to be in right because yes. we're we're 12 and 0 there we're playing them you know, or maybe we're playing Utah, you know, Utah. I mean, so if all these other teams have two losses and we run the table, like, oh, we're we're gonna in. Be, yeah, we're going to be in, in a really good position, but here's the other thing I mentioned last night. Then you have to think about seeding. I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like just in that scenario where we can run the table, then it's like, we're playing for seeding. And if we're third, if we're 12 and oh, we win the PAC 12 championship game. I mean, we could be number one in the seeding. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, even or, with Georgia, may, if Georgia or maybe, undefeated. well, I mean, I, I've seen some metrics, one or two metrics from ESPN, like I don't know, game control or strength of record. I have to look at it again, but it, it has us really high, like in the top three already. I mean, I think wow. Michigan. I think let's see. Well, Michigan, you know, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, because these, these other teams are not. And just the way nationally people are talking about about us, they're really valuing the Pac-12 this year. And so I think that so if if this you know run and winning streak continues into the postseason, I mean if we could be number one, maybe we get lucky and you know number four is a team that is maybe like the seventh or eighth best team. <laughs> oh man! So that's. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I I know we're getting too far ahead, but that's, um, so that that's that's I mean, I we're, you know, we're 
all you know all but secured and probably making the Pac-12 championship game at this point. You know, we're in really good shape. Um, but that's well, that that's the other thing to think about. Like that's that's why you want to be twelve and zero and 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why you want to be twelve and zero. That sounds uh, I like, mean, that sounds good to me. Well, I'm 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 just I'm just saying. I mean, it's one thing making the play. I mean, it, it, yeah, we want to make the playoff. But if we're undefeated, then we can actually be playing for. Um, oh no, I hear you, man. You're playing. I for, hear yeah, you. You're, well, I mean, because Oregon in 2014, they Florida State was number four, who was like number twelve in the metrics. It was like terrible. So mm. I'm just I'm just saying that's that's well, a scenario where I mean you can avoid Michigan or Ohio State or Georgia and you're playing, you know, Florida State in the Rose Bowl, perhaps. Oh man. Well, yeah, let's keep winning. Let's keep winning. <laughs> yeah. Were you surprised about how much Gulfworth played in the game? Gulfworth played a lot. Yeah. Um I yeah, I I'd have to look at the snap counts. Maybe they just thought he was I don't know who he Yeah, if you pontificate he comes in for Alfocio. Yeah, if you pontificate, I can pull it up. Yeah, well, um, Goforth missed a huge tackle against Bucky Irving in the third quarter, but there was a holding call not called um for that play on uh Oregon's uh, scoring drive to score to get to twenty five, and I went. To, they went for two, I think. So it was uh, let's see, twenty five to twenty seven. Anyway, there Goforth missed a huge tack, open field tackle on Bucky. There was a missed holding penalty though before that play. Um. But yeah, I, I I was surprised how much Goforth played. Okay, yeah, here are some yeah here are some snap counts. Well, at linebacker, Eddie played sixty snaps. Uh, Goforth or no, Tupatala played fifty five. Bruner thirty three. Goforth twenty five. So according oh, to the snap counts, some... wow. Yeah, That's Trice surprising. played. It looks like Trice may have played every snap. He played eighty five. Wow. Oh wait, Dom Hampton played eighty nine. What about uh, Thaddeus Dixon? Uh, he only played thirty, and it looks like he may he may have had the lowest grade on the entire team. Yeah, he had a really tough game. He definitely he on the totally defense. whiffed on a tackle. He he screwed up on the fr- long Franklin TD. Um, he had a tough game. It's probably his worst game of the year. I would anticipate. Yeah, Eddie had a really high grade. Yeah, well, he had a sack too, and they don't give up many sacks. Yeah, Oregon. he had the high. He had the highest grade on defense, and it looks like, uh, well, Cam Fab had uh, the second highest grade. He played sixty-two snaps. I'll have to rewatch it again. Maybe he didn't miss any tackles. Yeah, I noticed um, he had a couple decent plays. Yeah, Tuli only played twenty-one snaps. Yeah, I, he came out pretty early in that game and he was limping and he played i think he played the last drive well they need to get mcmillan back yeah i mean if you think about it if you'd say okay we're only going to have Tooley a little bit in this game and we're not we're going to have no mcmillan basically 
you would have thought. And Oregon yeah, played a really good game. So I mean, yeah, everyone's no, already no, you know. Yeah, Duck you're right. And they, yeah, they had to work really hard for everything that they got, and they played everything. really, really well. Yeah, yeah, they played really well. Didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they they probably had one of the best stretches defensively on us, even though we had some questionable play calling stretches there as well. Um, you know, Duck fans are already already calling for a Pac-12 championship. <laughs> so right. I I'm not there yet. I will say I I know I know that we like to you know our fans we like to rib Josh Pate who's really really good at what he does even though you know he had this model it said Washington was overrated you know and I think he spent wait he spent way too much time talking about Oregon after the game but he did meant he did say you know Oregon played really well he's giving all these numbers and he said they lost and they still lost he said and that's because Washington's really good like that's how good they are. Well, and and we didn't even we didn't even and like you said we didn't even play our best game. We did not. I mean, it was the it was not Penix's best game. It's you know all these like people talk you know the the highlights of everybody and you know and Michael Penix was he was outstanding. It's everything we got. If Penix doesn't, if we don't win the game at the end, there, he he doesn't. You know, we don't get a touchdown and they stop us. I mean, I know that factors into everything massively. But if you just take that up to that point, he did not play that good of a game. Yeah, in comparison to, yeah, games in the past. He yeah, missed. I mean, he missed a lot of throws. He missed a lot of throws. I, mean, I guess there was one play where Giles Jackson was like wide open. Yeah, over the middle, and uh, you know, Penix missed him, and I mean that could have been like a gain of like thirty or forty yards. Yeah, there. there uh, I think the honks talked about it. There's a few missed passes for big plays if he checked down. So, but he, they also said, you know, that's not necessarily always Penix's games. You know, he's looking for the yeah. deep. Sh- you know, makes them lethal. So, I mean, there's always going to be a few missed opportunities, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't probably his best game. But uh, do do we have questions? Are we even going to talk about Arizona State? (laughs) Uh, We'll get into questions. Um, All right, yeah, let's see. DeBoer calls you up and he says he will sign an extension, but only if Jimmy doesn't complain about the podcast running late or too long for the rest of the season. Can he do it? (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's always too late. We're potting. I know this is this one's going way too late. Yeah. Um, well. Next so question. Is, no answer. Um. What, what's the question? Yeah, I'll ha- complain if he's. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. All right. This will. Yeah. How confident are you if we have to play Oregon again on a neutral field? I'm, I'm confident. I mean, I think yeah. it's going to be. What do we have? Two in a row against Oregon? How many we won in a row? Yep, two in a row. Yeah, that's called a winning streak. I feel good. I feel good about it. I mean, would it, would I be totally shocked and blown away if Oregon won? No, but I think I feel good about. It. I think we have better coaching, and we have a more clutch quarterback. Those things are, you know, mean a lot. Uh, yeah, and I I think we have a higher ceiling. I just think I think we're a better team. Yep. Um, and I think, I mean, health will obviously play 
a big like if we're at full strength or near full strength at that point right then yeah i'd be very confident but here's i forgot to mention this you know the s&p bill Connolly's numbers the post game win expectancy for washington was 77.5 percent hmm. based on this wow. based on the statistics so people will look They'll they'll look, oh, Oregon outgained them. They had way more yards. They didn't have a turnover. They had all these conversions. But, you know, based on his model, which is really legit, yeah, I've been following it for years, 77.5% win expectancy for Washington and an adjusted margin of 6.4 points. Yeah, that's high. Yeah, so, that I mean, that's that's good to see. So the okay. yeah the the better team won the game. Was this the biggest win in Husky Stadium history? No, not not no. even close. Not no. even close. No, no. I mean, it doesn't. You know, I can make a list on that, but you know, even Stanford twenty sixteen was a bigger win. Look, they. What mattered about this game were obviously it's a hated rival. It's Oregon. They hate each other. Both top ten. I mean, the storylines were all there highly entertaining game right you put all those things together with the crowd and the way it ended it was a thrilling game and entertain i mean when i talk about like thrilling endings too i mean the marquis cooper pick uh in the apple cup we have we have to talk about the loudest moments in stadium history at some point i mean not for today yeah not tonight but yeah that was really loud that was insane. People were running up and down bleachers. I mean, random people hugging each other. That was absolute bedlam. Not taking away from this game. It wasn't the greatest win, but it was one of the more entertaining and, you know, drama filled in the way, you know, what seven lead changes in the game. Um, and, and all the fourth down stops and such. I mean, it was just one of the more entertaining games, I think, in a long time. Like the Stanford one was huge, but it was it was a blowout and it was a ton of fun. Yeah. But the game wasn't in flux. This game was. So I think all those factors made it like a, a very special game in Husky Stadium and in history and all that. But yeah, it wasn't the greatest win. Yeah, I'll just add, I mean, it after the the end of the game, I mean, we just kind of sat there and had to take it all in yeah, for another oh. 20 or 30 minutes. Heck yeah, man. We, we, we had to just, for a while. Yeah, had to decompress. Yeah. And I, no, and, you had to soak it up. Yeah, we were sitting in the, the 300s, you know, not super hot, like 15 rows up on the south side. And just sitting sitting there, it was impressive just seeing some old people, like, coming down from the rafters. Like, there was one guy who had a huge cast on his ankle. <laughs> Yeah, I have a broken ankle. He's, I mean, like, just, I mean, I just had to give that guy a shout out. I mean, just really impressive to see these people hobbling around, like the just the dedication of really old fans, because you can sure. tell they're they're hurting. I mean, apparently, I saw a photo of, uh, you know, Governor Dan Evans, who I mean, what was he was the governor what like fifty years ago, probably. I have no he's, idea. He's ninety eight. <laughs> I mean, he was a former. He was. He was a former regent, I think. 98. And him and his 90-year-old wife were at the game. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. 
No, and I coach. mean they were. Yeah, they, I think the picture showed that they were in the stands. You know, they weren't like in you know Club yeah. Husky or the Don James. Like they were sitting in the stands. Right. Phenomenal. But yeah, I, I don't. I just see you know just seeing people like that at the end of the game. I mean, it's just it's impressive. It just shows you how much it means to people. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, next question: What should Kalen DeBoer's contract look like after this year? I, he's gonna get a big fucking raise. I mean, that's <laughs> for sure. And we're we're gonna pay him, and I, you know, I, I don't think we're gonna lose him. You know, yeah, I, I think it's clear that we have a president and uh, the new athletic director. They want to win at the highest level. Yeah, I think uh, what you know what the market bears, they're gonna pay. Yeah, when you when you have a coach that can have you competing for championships on a regular basis. Um, yeah. And I just don't underestimate, you know, president Kalsay, big cock Kalsay, like I call her. <laughs> I mean, man, she's proven she's way better than Jen Cohen. <laughs> How about I mean, Jen who, Cohen going to USC and now they just start shit in the bed. Yeah. It's a fucking dumpster fire. Lincoln Riley's probably going to go to the NFL after this year. And De- DeBoer's not going to, he's not going to leave. I'm sure she'll probably make an inquiry but oh he's not oh going anywhere oh I, oh jen you're calling me uh, i'm number one on your list now what, what what was i for your list at washington uh like three or four mm, yeah goodbye uh so apparently someone tweeted brock and salk must have spent a good 40 minutes talking u-dub today oh wow good for they, them. they they had to because of the market Right, yeah. Because every, everybody's talking about it, so they were forced into it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to tweet that. Good insight by me. There by the go. way, speaking of speaking of you know good insights by me, how about our score? How about my score prediction? Yeah, yeah. Was, you would. You said 37, I, 33. It was thirty six to thirty three. So I'm sorry, everybody. I'll try. I'll try and get it right next time. Yeah, I, I said what I said. I said forty two, thirty three. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought, and and look, if we would have scored, I think if we would have scored on that, on that, you know, failed attempts on the Fourth one down. yard. Yeah, I think if we score there, you know, we end up probably winning by what you're talking about. You said 42-33? I said 42-33. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, you know, that was, you know, we're one yard away from, you know, that potentially being one point away but yeah i mean i did think there was like a 25 or 30 percent shot that we could you know win by two or three scores and you know we kind of had you know we kind of had a small opening there but in my gut i felt like we would win a close game yeah no i look we've been we've been pretty we've been pretty close on a lot of games i'll have to say but yeah you called it buddy you had it you're up by one point buddy I'll, I'll try and do better next time. Yeah, do better. Next uh, question. Yeah, if J Mac and Jeremy B are out for a number of weeks, does Washington's pass attack slow down? Well, Jeremy, I came back in after that injury for one play. I'm pretty sure, almost positive. Um, we've been doing it without McMillan. We have Giles Jackson, Denzel Boston. Uh, got plays out there. Tight ends. Um, I mean, I, the tight ends are capable. You didn't even use them. Yeah, we didn't even use them. Um, I don't think it'll slow down. 
obviously we want those guys, but um, Dallas yeah, Jackson, a, man, he looked really good. He looked did. really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious on J-Mac's injury because I'm sure you saw after the game he was running on the field. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a, a severe injury. Well, it's enough to keep him out of the game in the yeah. biggest game of the year so far. I hopefully he sits out Arizona State. I think we can get by him without him. And well, and then we have Stanford too. Yeah, yeah. We just got to stop one receiver for Stanford. It looks like. And it, it may yeah, maybe even USC. Yeah. I mean, U, USC no. and yeah, U, USC and uh, or Utah and Oregon State. I want him for all those three, please. Yeah. No, I yeah, I agree. But and I'll say it again. I mean, if you you have you healthy him, that raises the ceiling of our offense of what we've seen the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. All right. What what do we got next? I think we'll be um, okay if both those guys are out. I think we'd be all right. But I think Bernard. I'm almost positive he came back out, but I think it was only for one more play. Yeah. Is the Oregon offense tougher than the USC offense? Is I think I'm reading that wrong. Is the Oregon offense tougher than the USC offense will be? I think that's the next major test for our defense, and I don't think we've they've reached their potential yet. Yeah, I think, yeah, clearly. Um, based on the schedule, because I don't expect... Like if you look at Arizona State in the metrics, um, their offenses or their defense is what is it? I get it confused. One of them is like in the fifties, and one of them, yeah, I think their offense is like a hundred, and their defense is like number sixty, something like that. For the beeves, um, for Arizona State. Oh, but okay. uh, I guess he's yeah. I guess he's the USC offense. I mean, yeah, obviously that's going to be a test, Jimmy. But if they're if they're starting to fall apart now, and they the last couple of weeks, I mean, their offensive line has not been blocking anybody. No, you got to think that's you got to think that's a game where ZTF and Trice are. Well, the know, key for for the Washington and the NCSC, they just can't let Caleb Williams extend third downs with his legs. Right. That is the key. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the concern about USC is they have talent and they have an offense that's capable of running with us. Yep, sure. Absolutely. Um, and in regards to, I don't think our, our defense has reached its potential. I mean, I, I hope so. I really hope so. I hope that they can improve from here on to the end of the season. Yeah, they got to get some, they got to get healthy too. It's crucial. Yeah. Will Grubb ever commit more to the run game when it's working? The two three and outs in the third quarter were all just all straight passing plays. DJ was averaging five yards per carry. Yeah, I mean we talked. Yeah, about we that. covered it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, think. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, he also has Michael Penix, and you know, I I can understand wanting him to have the ball in his hands and letting him make plays, but sometimes just like what people are saying to Lanning, like they're situational parts of the game that you know you have to be, you have to think about what's on the table and what's left in the game and if if your quarterback is cramping you know I, maybe you give him you give Dylan Johnson a few carries um in those scenarios so yeah 
I think they'll look back and agree. I think they would. I don't think they had listened to anything we have to say, but I think they would have to have some agreement that you know there's probably room for some run plays there on those drives. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you used the word that I was going to use situationally. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. the number one running back in the? Sorry, did I? You have one more thought? No. Is the number one running back in the state the answer at running back? Um, I'm not sure. Oh. I think, yeah, Jason Brown. Um, yeah. I think, you know, some people are saying he's, you know, maybe Isn't he a junior. Run. No, I think he. This is. I think this is his last year. Okay. I don't know anything about his level of interest in Washington. Obviously yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there was, a, I think, a crystal ball for, was it Michigan State at one point? And then I'm looking, see what the, now I think Oregon, he's crystal balled to Oregon. Uh, he's number 150 recruit nationally, number two in Washington. Uh, yeah, he was there on the field after the game. Um, I don't know, there might be, there might be other running backs that uh, maybe the coaches like, but I, I I don't know. I mean, they're obviously probably recruiting him. My, I hope I'm, so. Yeah, I'm not the. I haven't watched any film, so I'm not the right. No, he looks amazing. Um, oh, he does. I don't think, oh yeah, incredible. Um, I don't think he'll go to Washington. Well, but I don't know not. anything about. I don't know. I just feel like he won't. Just because if he would, he'd already be committed and. I don't know. I just feel like too good to be true to get that guy. I mean, he looks he looks incredible. <laughs> I we definitely want him, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they that's a guy you want on your offense, one hundred percent. Last them, question. Crystal, yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Okay, uh, last question. What adjustments do we make to the game plan if we rematch Oregon in the conference title game? I don't think a lot. I don't think a lot. Not offensively, anyway. Yeah, defensively, we just got to figure out how to tackle better. Yeah, tackle better. Yeah, that's key. And then, you know, figure out inside the five calls. But I don't think you're going to do a whole lot different, honestly. All right, let's wrap this up with the Arizona yep. State. Yeah, no no Very real quickly. preview for Arizona State. No. Um, yeah, I mean, they have two weeks off. They've had a lot of close losses yep. in recent games. They're not, you know, not great teams. Um, just pulling up their schedule. You know, I don't, they've only played one road game, and that was against Cal. After we destroyed Cal, Cal beat them by three points, but Cal was looked like they were controlling. They were ahead 24-13. to 13. Um, Well, Arizona State almost beat, uh, or they, they lost to Colorado. Right, they that almost, was their last bit. Yeah, they lost to Colorado. It was terrible. Then they play USC pretty fairly tough. Yeah, let me I yeah, sort I think they're 
yeah, I think they're, let's see. We have revenge factor for us. We lost to them, obviously, last year. Brutal loss. Yeah, I guess they did play you, but, you know, USC's a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's still USC. What was the score? 42 to 28. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, so I guess their defense, Um, that game was at Arizona State. I guess their defense is not, I mean, they're a bad team, but I guess their, their offense is really bad. And their defense is just kind of, at this point, maybe like average, you could say. Well, you could have so, said that about them last year. They're, they're worse this year, I think. What were they last? Yeah, well, you're probably right. So, I don't know. Why don't you do the honors? Okay. <laughs> I think we'll win. Let's go 44. 26. Dogs. You think they're going to score 26 points? Oh, they might get a garbage score at the end or something. You know, they have like 19, 18, 19 points going into the late into the fourth. Yeah, I'm going to go with 42. Uh, 42 to 17. Beautiful. Let's get it done. Yep. Let's get it done. Great, All right. great weekend. Phenomenal. Going. Everybody, got to see everybody there again. Got to pack yep. the house, every home game. Pack it. All right, brother. Great work today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Go, Go dogs. dogs. Go, dogs.